We already knew that the Blue Jackets were the most laughable team in the NHL, but Adam Fantilli does play for them, and I will talk about his name for 30 straight minutes if I have to. Doesn't matter. That's today on Locked on Blue Jackets. Your Locked on Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Blue Jackets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Hayden Heilsorn. Back with me later this week is my co-host, Jay Foster. We are here to talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly of your favorite team in ours, the Columbus Blue Jackets. Before I get going, I want to say thank you to the everydayers for making this your first listen every day. Locked On Blue Jackets is free and available on all podcast platforms. We're free right here if you're watching on YouTube. Hit subscribe. We really appreciate it. Uh, we're also free on the SiriusXM app, and as I said, anywhere where you get your podcast. I will not be talking about Adam Fantilli for 30 straight minutes today. That is just not something that I, I can do. I can talk about him for – I could talk about him for 30 straight minutes. I could talk about him for 30 straight days right now probably because he is the only good thing that – an outside Blue Jackets fan right now, like still has to look in on the team and be like, maybe I'll pay attention to this team right now because they're playing bad. Um, I think they're, they have some other fun star players right now. Like Ken Johnson getting more time tonight was a good thing just to set up the show here. I'll, I'm going to obviously talk about my, rea- this is going to be my reaction to last night's loss to the New York Islanders uh, 7-3 loss on Long Island. It is the most goals the Blue Jackets have given up all year. Bad game, obviously. In the second segment today, I'll talk about the minutes for some of these young guys. The minutes, the playing time has been a big topic in the last couple of games regarding how Pascal Vincent, the head coach, has decided to manage his young players. But we'll talk a little bit about that. I don't I don't know exactly what I want to do with the third segment yet. I definitely want to talk about the monsters because it's really the only good thing to talk about right now, other than yeah, other than Adam Fantilli, which circling back to that, what a goal. That goal was so awesome. I mean, that was like that this that was the the maybe the one play that has happened this so far this year that I will look back on years from now and be like, I remember that. I remember watching that game. I remember where I was sitting. I might even remember what I was wearing. Who knows? Because that goal was friggin' awesome. He was floating around in the D zone trying to, you know, I was, I was watching him in that shift thinking, man, this, is he ever going to just get a a good break? Like, is he ever just going to get, the puck again on a breakaway and just make it look sweet, score a goal. I was thinking about that. Of, of course, I, I think about a lot of stupid things throughout the game, but that was one thing I thought about before Adam Fantilli got the puck, dangled around somebody, couldn't remember, had a really nice move. Just a really nice move to get around the Islanders' defenseman. I can't remember who it was, but it was a great move. And then he hits an unreal between-the-legs pass into the zone. The puck somehow ends up on Ken Johnson's stick. 
Ken Johnson almost didn't get the pass over to Adam Fantilli. He did, and Fantilli just rips a one-timer home as a nice little selly afterwards. And just an awesome goal to take a lead in that game, too. It was in a second period of a game against a Metropolitan team, against a divisional team, where I was like, hey, another game the Blue Jackets could win. Another blue, another game where the Blue Jackets, of course, didn't win. And it's been a whole lot of those recently. But at least we're kind of used to that by now. I mean, the season's been declared over by me. Uh, maybe not for some of you out there, but the season's over. The best thing to do right now is to just tank and, and try to get Macklin Celebrini, the kid playing for Boston. Um, I'm not at a point where I'm going to look up who the number two pick in the NHL 2024 mock draft is, but I am close. But Adam Fantilli's goal is going to postpone that for now because that goal was just awesome. I'm going to remember that goal for a long time. It, it was cool. He had a great game, by the way. That wasn't his only goal tonight. He scored another one, too, in the third period. It was, I mean, I don't even want to know when the last time the Blue Jackets scored a third period goal that really meant something. I mean, this one didn't mean something because the Blue Jackets ended up losing anyway. They were already trailing 4-2 in that third period. But Adam Fantilli's goal was huge. It was big. It was big time. I mean, that line continues to produce, right? And shout out Pascal Vincent. I will again. I said I will talk about the minutes, but and I know, you know, people are starting to blame him for how bad this team is playing, and maybe that's justified. Maybe it's blame the general manager. At least Pascal Vincent is responding to an obvious sign here, which is play the young guys. You have all these, all this. Uh, uh, what am I trying to say? This, you just, you have a lot invested in these players, like like Kent Johnson, Adam Fantilli, Kirill Marchenko is a second rounder that you have invested in him. Like, play them, play the guys, because the veterans are not getting it done. They have looked good at times. Sean Corrali looked good at one point this year. I think Matthew Olivier is having a good, you know, is playing all right right now, but. Those are the guys that not need that should not be hogging up massive minutes. Um, Emil Bemstrom was back tonight, and this is partly why I want to talk about the monsters because Blue Jackets in the last couple of games have taken two monsters away from Cleveland and um, are are rolling with that for now. And they and again, those two guys are Bemstrom and Ken Johnson, which both those guys have looked good, and they both looked good. Last night, too, against the Islanders. Emil Bemstrom got a goal. I know it was all who? Adam Fantilli, who just ripped one off the backboards, got it over to Ken uh, Emil Bemstrom. He put it home. Good to see for the guy. Apparently, he is not enjoying his situation in Columbus right now. His name has been floating around on the potential like outs for a trade. And that's tough. That's tough to see because he's been a fun player to watch. Um, not really. He's been he's been very frustrating to watch at times and kind of hasn't really worked out exactly the way that maybe we thought he would work out as fans, at least here in Columbus. Maybe a new room for him could be a good thing, and maybe it will work out in Columbus. I mean, again, at times he has been a really fun player to watch, and I can actually say that about 
a million Blue Jackets players throughout history because that's just the way it is. We The Blue Jackets have had trouble getting guys in here, even first-round picks that have came in and just not really worked out, not looked like franchise pieces right away. Adam Fantilli tonight, this was his breakout game. He absolutely looked like Mr. Franchise. Just a just a really good game, a game that I will remember for a long time. I will never forget that Spencer Martin gave up seven goals. Maybe I will. Maybe, you know, two or three years from now when I'm still thinking about Adam Fantilli's rookie season and thinking about that goal that he had tonight, the one. I know he had two goals tonight, but the first one he had was just so awesome. Like I said, I'll remember for a long time. Hopefully in a couple of years, I'll forget that Spencer Martin just – Played a truck, played bad. I mean, I don't want to pin the game on him. The Blue Jackets didn't do anything outside of Fantilli tonight, but not a good night from our guy Spencer Martin. He had uh 36 shots against and gave up seven goals to the 29th, oh, bottom five scoring team in the league this year, and he led in seven goals by him. Now, I will say the Blue Jackets' defense did not look good. Nick Blankenberg looked a little rusty coming back. That's I'm sorry. So that's the third monster that the Blue Jackets have taken from Cleveland. I forgot about Nick Blankenberg. I'm so wrapped up in the forwards here early on in this one. But him and Jake Bean, they got burned at times. Uh, Ivan Provorov got burned again. That's just a dude that we're just going to have to accept. He's either playing hurt or he's going to get burned on a regular basis because it feels like that for Ivan Provorov right now. But, um, yeah, I, hopefully – no, I know that the only thing I will remember from this game is Adam Fantilli's goal, and it's the only thing I need to remember because it was so awesome. And eventually, at some point, the Blue Jackets are going to have a playoff contender again. And I bet you – I. Bet Adam Fantilli is a part of that plan. He seems like just an all-around great dude. Like not the type of dude that wants to play in a big city like some of these other high highly touted first rounders that have come through Columbus. He seems to really like this city. He seems to really like just the sport of hockey. That seems to be the only thing that Adam Fantilli is interested in, and he is great at it. And I hope that Pascal Vincent continues to give him heavy minutes, which he has. If you look at his season average this year, he has been playing a lot of minutes. He just maybe hasn't had the time and space to fully uh, feel comfortable. Like tonight he felt comfortable. I can, I, at least I, I thought he did from where I was, from my point of view. Um, I didn't listen to post-game interviews, but I bet if he was one of the guys interviewed, he'd tell you, yeah, it felt good tonight. I mean, it was obvious. He had three points tonight. He was electric. And, again, I could talk about him for all 30 minutes of the show. I can't. I need to talk about the minutes, which also does involve him a little bit, so I am cheating in a way. But we will talk about the minutes next here on Locked on Blue Jackets. Passion, drive, patience. These are the things that bring home the winning trophy. It's also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. 
Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. eBay Motors has everything you need with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die. You'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. So keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusion supply, eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. All right, it was a big issue coming out of the Kings' loss on Tuesday night that Pascal Vincent, the head coach, did not play the uh, young guns enough, the players that obviously fans are really excited about for the future, guys like Kent Johnson, guys like Adam Fantilli, guys like David Juracek, and the fans were right. These guys just did not play enough minutes in that game. Uh, in a 4-3 loss, a very winnable game. Remember, the Blue Jackets, I don't actually I don't have to remind the everydayers here, but the Blue Jackets had a 3-0 lead going into the third period on Tuesday night. Blew it. The season was over from that point. That's just the way it goes. And, uh, yeah, Ken Johnson only played eight minutes in that game. So I know he got sent down to Cleveland because – it was, oh, he's not going to get enough time up here. He needs to be in Cleveland so he can get heavy minutes, so he can get practice. This is a good thing for him. Good. He took it like a champ. He came back up to Columbus, and after dominating in the AHL, I thought he was ready to be a 15-minute guy, night in, night out in Columbus. And then, boom, on Tuesday night, he only plays eight minutes in a very winnable game, a game where you had nothing going for you in the third period. You could have absolutely used a guy like Ken Johnson out there on the ice. And uh, anyway, bad coaching error on Pascal Vincent. He's got a, he's coached a lot of games already this year in his first season behind the bench as the head honcho. Again, everybody knows his situation. Hopefully by now, took over from Mike Babcock, the guy that they did hire. So, I mean – He's not going to be perfect, is my point. Pascal Vincent is not going to make the perfect coaching calls. I, I, In fact, the one big one that I really disagreed with him with earlier this year was the benching of Patrick Laine. Um, Johnny Gaudreau, where, like, he had multiple chances tonight to do something, to spark some offense, and he just didn't get it done. Again, at some point that's going to flip. At some point that's going to start to go the other way for him. But I'm not even going to go down the road that I want to go down with him and his career because he is locked in for another five seasons here. So he's going to be fine at some point. Columbus needs to continue to develop the young guys around star players like Johnny Gaudreau, Boone Jenner, who Boone Jenner just is casually having a career year at the, in the faceoff circle. He is, he's 65%. Uh, well, I'm sorry. He was 65% last night against the Islanders. He's 55.6% on the year, which is a career high. So in nine, se- oh, excuse me, in 11 seasons of hockey, which is hard to believe that Boone Jenner's played that long. But if you think about it, it makes sense. The dude really has been around for a long time. He's still so young. 
just 30 years old. He has been such a great captain for Columbus, just really a consistent player. Um, I wish Johnny Gaudreau would be playing more like Boone Jenner right now. I think Johnny's starting to play better. I thought he, I think he's starting to get, get himself in more situations where he could score, which is a good thing because he wasn't putting himself in any of those situations at all. Earlier this season, he's been a pass-first guy from day one here in Columbus. But it is nice to see him get in front of the goalie. Shout out uh, Varlamov, who just dominated the Blue Jackets again tonight. Uh, I thought they were going to catch a semi-cold Ilya Sorokin. Thought it was a good consolation that they got the Islanders' backup goalie. But listen, the Islanders are mostly their goaltenders. Um, Noah Dobson, also tremendous player. That first goal that the Islanders scored tonight from uh, Engvall, that pass from Noah Dobson was nuts. And that's what the Blue Jackets are missing right now. And that where, that's where I go back to, you know, they, they haven't had Damon Severson for the last uh, several weeks. So that's a big missing piece right now for this team because Damon Severson is that guy that likes to make those home run stretch passes. Um, Adam Boquest is also one of those players, but they're missing him right now due to injury. And uh, because of that, you saw guys like Nick Blankenberg make uh, make the lineup tonight. I didn't think he had the best game, as I already alluded to. I didn't really think Andrew Peake had the best game, unfortunately. I'm starting to root, find myself rooting for him. Not starting to. I've always been rooting for him. But I think he is playing a little bit more relaxed in these games, and at, which is a good thing because I think he – Last year at times did look a little uptight and a little just, yeah, a little tightly wounded and just need to be, yeah, just being a little more loose. And I think he's been a little more loosey-goosey this year, at least in this game he was against the Islanders. And it bit him because he had a puck that he should have cleared. It didn't get out and just it turned into an Islanders goal. And, yeah, just bad news bears for him right now. But – yeah, and I know the Blue Jackets are really playing him just to probably shop him. Um, it's sad. It's just this is just sad to talk about, man. Just to get on this show every single day and just come to the conclusion that this team just needs to pretty much, pretty much clean house. I mean, get rid of some guys, start trading some some dudes. Start to get some pieces back. I know that their general manager right now, uh, Yarmo. Kekalainen would be making those moves if he had trades coming in that were valuable. I mean, he must not be having good trades, good offers coming back. But, I mean, as as you could tell from that Robinson trade, I thought they could have gotten a little bit more than a seventh rounder from Eric, for Eric Robinson. But good job by Buffalo to uh, – I believe it's still Kevin Adams um, out there in Buffalo, still, still the general manager of that team who got a good player out of the Blue Jackets for uh, only giving up a seventh rounder. I thought that was a good job. Yarmo's probably still going to make some trades. I think there is something to Patrick Laine being out um, again, hopefully, but also not hopefully, obviously, that it's just an injury thing, and he'll be back with the Blue Jackets soon and scoring goals for them and playing better because he's he's a streaky player, but he just has not had the runway so far to get going. And I think if he just starts to play a few more games, 
it'll be fine. And it's just, I really think that's what it comes down to. But, um, all right, I got a lot that I want to get into here in this third segment. I obviously want to talk about the Blues game a little bit, which is tonight, tough back-to-back for the Jackets. The Blues, another beatable team, kind of similar to the Islanders, but I'm never going to take the Jackets to win right now because it's just it's just not on the cards for them most nights. Um, but I also want to talk about the Cleveland Monsters, and the magic number for them right now is six, and I'll tell you why next on Locked on Blue Jackets. First, I want to take this moment to thank you, the everydayer. Thank you, guys. You guys are pretty cool. Being an everydayer is just a cool thing to be because, one, you probably know way more about your team than anybody else you know, um, which is kind of crazy because you're listening to dummies like me. But eventually, I'd like to think over the course of a week, I regurgitate something out of my mouth that is at least somewhat valuable to you as a Blue Jackets fan. So hopefully you, the everydayer, get some value out of that. We appreciate you guys in our comments all the time. And if you're not already one of our everydayers, obviously subscribe to Locked on Blue Jackets here on YouTube. Find us wherever you get your podcast. You can download and find us there and be a part of the show because we like to have you guys involved. And, yeah, you guys are great. Magic number is six for the Cleveland Monsters, and that is because they have won six straight games. Good run. Good little run that the Monsters are going on. It is way, way nicer to talk about the Cleveland Monsters right now than it is to talk about the Columbus Blue Jackets. Um, especially because they have one of my favorite players in the organization just tearing it up. It is still uh, Trey Fix-Wolanski just dominating up there in Cleveland. He's got 22 points on the year. That's good for sixth in the league. Carson Meyer, he's also dominating right now. He has got nine goals on the year. That's just two behind the leader. Um uh, who is some other guy that doesn't matter right now. Carson Myers, a great, great Ohio dude. I mean, he played for Miami, played for Ohio State, played for the Blue Jackets at one point. Now he's playing for the Monsters. Maybe soon he'll play for the Blue Jackets again. The Blue Jackets need to figure out what they're going to do with all these first-rounders that they got that aren't performing the way that they think that they, at least the way that they thought that they would. But if they don't ever want to trust their first rounders out there. They got a good solid player in Carson Meyer just tearing up the AHL right now. Blue Jackets are are the monsters. The young Blue Jackets, the probably better Blue Jackets if they scrimmaged right now, are leading their division down there, the North Division. And yeah, they're kicking butt. 14-5 and 1 on the year. Been very fun to watch. They are in Scranton, Pennsylvania tonight to take on the penguins and yeah hopefully they make it seven in a row because that would be sweet and would be a lot more fun to talk about on a night and night out basis i'll probably watch that game tonight because i don't really feel like watching this blue jackets versus blues game man i think this is totally a game that the blue jackets are gonna lose craig berube has been coaching for the blues for a while and he's good he's good he's a good coach he won uh stanley cup with them and uh, so, yeah, and I don't like the coaching matchup just off the bat there. I don't really like the goalie matchup. Jordan Bennington is back on his uh, 
usual uh, just great goaltending. I know he gave up a stinker to the Golden Knights on Wednesday night, but he's just good for any any off night in the NHL, any random night in the NHL. You know, Jordan Bennington could just have 35 saves and just blank a team. So that's not good because the Blue Jackets are definitely – they definitely get exposed to uh, getting blanked. So, yeah, I mean – that could totally happen tonight. They got good young players too. Like I'm um, a big fan of Jake Neighbors. That dude is fast, speedy. It'll be fun to watch him. It'll be fun to watch how the Blue Jackets young defensemen handle those kind of players tonight. Because I don't think there was anybody really super quick on the New York Islanders that they really had to worry about. Um. I will say the Blue Jackets got to do a better job clearing the net, man. There's no reason that Kyle Palmieri should have two goals against this team this year where he's just sitting in front of the crease just doing Kyle Palmieri stuff. You got to you got to find somebody that's going to clear the crease like like come on, that's just ridiculous. Um cuz Kevin Hayes plays for the uh, Blues. He's a very dangerous player if you give him time and space down low. And he's a big guy, too, a lot bigger than Kyle Palmieri, I believe. So big task for the Blue Jackets tonight for sure. I'm sure I'll enjoy the first 20 minutes of this game because, again, again, against the Islanders, the Blue Jackets played 40 minutes of very enjoyable hockey, very enjoyable hockey. I mean, I will admit the last couple minutes of that second period got a little out of whack. Um. But again, like, Blue Jackets aren't terrible. They just stink, you know? And it's frustrating. And it's like, yes, they can beat the St. Louis Blues. Yes, they can beat anybody in the NHL. But they just won't because the third period for them is just awful. And tonight, last night, whatever, I mean, it's it's 1 o'clock in the morning when I'm recording this. So just give me a little break for not knowing what day I'm on right now. But it's day... Too many of trying to follow this team and make sense of this team. They're just going to stink. And it's just, I'm just going to keep rooting for individual players like Adam Fantilli. He's the star of the show tonight. Good job, Adam. You you are fun to watch. And yeah, I, I really got no other words. Hopefully they can be, they can beat the Blues. They can beat the Blues. They'll be back at home. They'll probably start Elvis. Elvis has had a good year so far. But yeah, and you know what? I start. I am starting to feel better, reminding myself that the Blue Jackets do have a major injury on defense in not having Damon Severson out there. Uh, Blue Jackets are obviously missing one of their better players, Patrick Line. Even though maybe if he's being sent out for a trade, then yeah, okay. When he's in the lineup, he's been damaging the team for sure. But if he's injured with his concussion that he received from Rasmus Anderson, still. Hopefully he can heal from that and get back on the ice and get back to uh, himself because him at half speed or him at injured, he's still scoring goals for this team. So if he can just clean up the other areas, this team could be better, but they've just had so many losses by now that it's no point to even trying to continue to root for this team. It's over. The season's over. Keep tanking for Macklin Celebrini. Adam Fantilli, credit to you because you – postponed me deep diving into the number two 
projected overall pick from this 2024 NHL draft that'll be happening in Las Vegas in June, where, again, that'll be the next time that I really have a true amount of hope for what this franchise can do because they're just going to keep losing. Um, They play the Blues this week. They play the Panthers again. Um, That'll be fun. No, it won't. What am I talking about? I need to wrap this show up. Tomorrow we'll be back talking about how the Blue Jackets did against the Blues. I'll tell you, two good first periods and uh, one bad last period. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode, though. As always, thank you to the Everydayers for making this podcast a thing. You can find us on Twitter. You can find me. Just tweet. Just don't don't follow me. I just tweet stupid stuff at HaydenH971. Jay is on there. He's much more sophisticated. He tweets a lot more things that make sense. He is there at underscore J-A-K-O-B-F-O-R-S-T-E-R. The show is on there at LO underscore Blue Jackets. You can get updates from us when we post podcasts and stuff. If you have any comments, questions, or concerns, you can actually direct those straight to us, lockedonbluejackets at gmail.com. Thank you once again for listening. Until tomorrow, make sure you stay locked on.